0: Hey, this is Dave. This is Tim. And this is Dave and Tim. No, Tim okay. and Dave. I got Tim f- and Dave. I, yeah. I, yeah, okay, this. Well, we should actually
1: th- add that into the show. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys, this is Tim. And this is Dave. This is Tim and Dave.
0: hey everybody hey everybody this is dave this is tim this is the tim and dave wait Wait, what? (laughs) that's it for today everyone so um
1: catch us next week when we're gonna have a five minute episode right so david what a day what a
0: day indeed
1: yeah so my uh french class is finished on monday so
0: explain this to me. Like I, I, don't, I I've heard this a couple of times, but actually, oh, have I never brought it up? before? I don't on think you ever brought it up. Before? So, oh yeah,
1: I just um, so I can already, already read French, you know, pretty well. Yes, that's why that I is have true. such a monumental knowledge of French politics. Yes, well, Emmanuel Macron's a good friend of mine. Yes, Um macaroni. But, yes, but I couldn't speak it, so I decided to take a short summer class. As part of the um, French um, government's Alliance Française, this is completely,
0: completely so, not not lying at all. Like this yeah, is actually yeah. a thing.
1: <laughs> so yeah, it uh, I believe it has improved my speaking ability in general.
0: So let me get this straight then. So the the French um, embassy, okay.
1: Well, the French so. The Alliance Francaise, it's a non-profit organization. It's not really part of the French government, okay? but the French government like heavily subsidizes it. Because, you know, France is all about their cultural capital and like we're French. We want everyone to to think French is the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they sponsor these places to, you know, be in different countries and be sort of an outpost of, Fr- of French culture and language and that this, sort of thing. It seems like a lot of just it's the french it's It's the french i wonder what if they don't i mean they don't have anything else anymore except the cachet of being the french so they might as well invest in that cachet i just don't i just it just
0: is there any other culture any other country that does just this like these cultural outreach not really
1: well i mean france is like they have a very high perception of themselves well right okay but what do they have anymore I mean, they haven't been anything militarily since Napoleon. Yeah. They don't have a, um empire anymore. No. You know, Europe Europe in general has diminished relative to the United States after World War II. Right. But they still have this, you know, natural, big, you know, conception of themselves okay. as something so great and important. Hmm. So what can they do? They still have the cultural cachet that, Fran- that f- you know, French stuff is sophisticated and cool and whatnot. So they just want to— Well, you know, it doesn't pay the bills, does it?
0: You know what? Cool doesn't pay the bills unless you're big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. I've been holding on to that quote for a very long time and been wanting to use it in this podcast. And then finally, Tim said the word cool in reference to a person or a place or a thing. And you had to go ahead. And and I was like, oh my God, this this is my moment to shine. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think that there's any other country really out there that does the whole French, you know, outreach program such as the French do. But yeah, I, I mean, other I
1: countries, it's... other countries that can afford it, like have stuff going for them. <laughs> so, well, except for like England, they don't have anything, and they don't do it. So, yeah. well, yeah. they still have the English language. I guess that's enough. Is the banking is that, is that a thing there? Yeah, they got some pretty big banks. Going, yeah, so going on. I mean, that's
0: that's still that's still a thing. I was actually just reading recently how um offshore accounting works uh-huh uh not that i have any money worthwhile to do so no of course not. and they say that you know anybody could do offshore accounting it's just that offshore
1: s- banking you mean
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like kind of like sort of like hiding their money yeah legally yeah uh-huh. uh but a lot of p times people don't have the income to justify doing that like the, yeah, the accountant fees are too high yeah so Like if you go and start a business in Bermuda, okay, Mm -hmm. and then that business has another business that sends money to that is located in Ireland. Yeah, then Uh that then that bank in Ireland. I mean, then that company in Ireland has a subsidiary uh, company Mm -hmm. in Ireland that then sends the money to the Dutch and then the dutch then transfer that money back into the first irish account that then considers it a profit or a loss yeah, uh-huh. to to the bermuda account and that's how you can access that money more feasibly yeah. and that's what these big multi-billion dollar corporations do mm-hmm. for tax havens and um they and in this article i read it was it was also talking about how like about mm, upwards of well at least 9% of Income accrued in the uh, in the world is is not taxed Mm -hmm. like all throughout like businesses people things Uh like that and there could be more but. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that that is 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 legal. First of all, I Uh know Apple did something like that, right? Yeah.
1: Um. What's it called? You know the the big um drama with the Republicans, other than health care, is the tax reform. Yeah, yeah. Like there has there have been like in the past year or so, like well, since Donald Trump got elected, because now they think they can do something. (laughs) Like a bunch of different proposals have been thrown around. Right. The first proposal was um. Something called a border adjustment tax, where they tried to like obviate the ability to do that. Obviate? Obviate. Like they can't do it anymore. Okay. Because like the idea would be, you can't write off. You know, when you have a business, if you spend money on something, you can write it off against your income. Correct. Like if I buy something for fifty dollars, sell it for sixty dollars, my income shouldn't be sixty dollars. Right. My income should be the profit, ten dollars. Right. Right. Well. Is that how it works? Is that how they actually yeah, label uh-huh. it? Okay. Yeah, that's how uh, companies work. Yeah, okay. so um, like a company might do something like this,
0: or at least no, no, or at least it's like you you say you made sixty dollars, but what were your, what were your costs? And the, your costs would then outweigh the $60 and say your cost is 50 so you made $10. Yeah, yeah you still exactly. say you made the 60 it's uh-huh. just that you say you, but the, in your costs for businesses, is, is that- Yeah, 50? yeah, okay. you can write it off, so right. you don't pay taxes on right, it. Right, right, so you're paying, it's not that your income is, is $10, it's just that your taxable income yeah. would uh-huh. be $10 or whatever. Yeah. See, we're already confused. Who... Uh, <laughs> hey, tune into the Tim and Dave show. We talk about tax, <laughs> tax code, tax policy. code, and tax code. That's right. Everyone loves this topic. <laughs> Paul Ryan's sitting here listening <laughs> to the podcast. It's oh, boy. Like, oh, just, boy. Just, just just like, oh, Dropping yeah. Himself. God, I'm really loving this. <laughs> Freaking
1: Grover Nordquist has his headphones in on the bus like, is that, oh, is that is this is that? too hot. I got to take my shirt <laughs> off. <laughs> I don't even know who this person <laughs> is. I don't... <laughs> I don't think he's in Congress anymore. He used to be like his his like he was like the main anti-tax the main guy. dropping people that people don't know. <laughs> like he uh oh. he made all the Republicans sign this pledge that they wouldn't do anything to raise any tax or get rid of like any write-off or deduction. God, oh my god. And he was like big into that. He's like a pretty unpleasant person.
0: Like like Grover from Sesame Gro- Street. Yeah, Grover? Hard Grover. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Who was your favorite Sesame Street character? I know we went through this before, but uh, I don't really. One of our first podcast. I don't think I had a favorite.
1: I can't really think like I like this one guy better than the other. I like Cookie Monster. Always really, will. always have, always will. Was I that mean, know. Person, I know exactly what you are going to say about this to insult me. I yeah. kind of like Bert and Ernie. <laughs> Tim just, just, just you know. I know, like you he don't want, even. He you don't have to say it. Everyone knows
0: that uh, they they were actually socialists. So Tim, yeah, true. you are. So- <laughs> exactly tim actually has a penchant for orange and yellow people correct that just sounds terrible coming yeah, out of my mouth sounds very racist. <laughs> anyhow go on so the tax grows from the uh, from the um
1: oh we're still talking about this
0: well I'll just fit, wrap it up with the okay with the Apple. so
1: let's say there's a company that like okay let's say they sell computers right? right so they have to what their business is they take all this the ingredients they need to make a computer and then they sell it right yep so what if, for example, they have a subsidiary in Bermuda, right? Okay. <laughs> Bermuda has different tax laws in America, right? Right. So let's say, I'm going to have to think of some gosh darn numbers here. Okay. $100. Well, yeah. Okay. Let's say they spend $10 on the ingredients to make a computer, right? Yep. Let's say they make the computer in Bermuda, right? Okay. Let's say that subsidy, and let's say they want to sell it in America for $100. Right. Let's say they spend $10 to make it in Bermuda, that's in a subsidiary company. They have their subsidiary sell that computer back to them for ninety dollars, right? Okay. So the home company in America paid ninety dollars for the computer. Right. They sell it for a hundred dollars, right? Right. In reality, what happens is they they paid ten dollars to make something and sold it for a hundred dollars. So they have ninety dollars. So they have ninety dollar ninety dollar profits overall, right? Right. But the way they did it, they had their Bermuda company sell that computer to them for $90 first. Right. But the- so then the home company spent $90 and sold it for 100 Right. Their quote-unquote profit looks like only $10. Right. But they paid their own subsidiary an extra... Mm -hmm. in profit. Right. So America only gets to tax $10. $80 are booked in Bermuda, which America doesn't tax. Mm -hmm. The problem is, if they want to repatriate those profits, they're going to have to pay the repatriation tax. Okay. But all these big companies keep thinking and dreaming, oh, one day if we make enough noise and lobby enough, there's going to be a so-called tax holiday, which is what Republicans keep talking about, a tax holiday, which means we're going to open up a window of time— Where any major company like this can repatriate their profits that they are holding in their um, offshore subsidiaries at either no tax or a much lower tax rate. Yep. So all these big companies hope that's going to happen one day. That's when they bank all their, you know— illicit profits they made overseas or has it the past their been bank holidays such I think as this there have but i'm not i i couldn't say yes or no
0: that's just that's just sinful that's just sinful. and i mean
1: that's like a highly exaggerated I example mean, no, of I mean, it's here, the same but thing but that's it, the idea it's a simplified
0: version of it and yeah. i just think that it just it just goes to show you that you know yeah company, grover
1: nordquist is like red in the face oh right. man <laughs> he's like he's like
0: gosh, he's sweating gosh darn it grovery, <laughs> <laughs> grover-y. um Speaking about like high-profile um, uh, companies and industries, uh, uh-huh. the tobacco industry Ooh. is getting another hit. Um, they are a little bit. They are uh, so. I, I you know a little backstory. I smoked for about
1: a decade. Yeah, uh, I and still smoke now yeah, and
0: again. Now and again. Well, yeah, basically the, only when I see you. I don't know how that makes me feel a friend. over,
1: smoke. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with cigarettes. But
0: I quit about a year ago, and um, I'm happy I did. Uh-huh. You know, a better lifestyle. I I, I mean, that's when, start, when I, that's when I started working out more. And I don't know. You tell me. Do I look healthier? Do I look better?
1: I guess. I mean, you can't really say it's because of the cigarettes. There's many confounding variables. Well, what
0: I did was instead of spending money on cigarettes, I spent money at the gym. Okay. So I kind of like, you know, hmm. flip-flopped it from that way. And I still save money. Anyhow. Whatever. This is not a moral high ground story, uh, but you know. I, but I always found the tobacco industry very fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. Just the history of tobacco. It's only been really, really accessible probably for the past four hundred years. Yeah, in, I would in, say in, late fifteen hundreds. Yeah. So not that it didn't exist in native for the Native Americans. They smoked tobacco, yeah. uh, but or it wasn't chewed
1: industrially it. produced right, like right. we did in colonial. Times. Right. I mean, there was hashish. that was the original um, in North America, at least the original slave industry. Was huh. tobacco? Go figure. Well, mm-hmm. it's very intensive and just, just yeah. just, just a
0: crap crop. To, that was to grow. before.
1: I mean, everyone associates um, slavery with the Deep South cotton plantations, right? right. But that wasn't till later. That right. wasn't until like eighteen thirties and forties. Industrial factories to I mean, be able yeah. to produce cotton, yeah, products exactly. Quicker. Throughout the whole sixteen hundreds right. and seventeen hundreds. In North America, at least, it was all about the plantations in Virginia making tobacco, tobacco. right. And the sugar fields, but that was South America. That was South America. Ooh, by right. the way, I have a uh, sort of historical quiz for you.
0: Okay, let's go. Okay. The bing, tra- bing, bing. The transatlantic... Hello, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is the Tim and Dave Show podcast historical quiz, hosting Tim and Dave. And then you have everybody clapping. Woo! Yes, exactly. That one guy in the corner that's just watching us this whole time. <laughs> I'm calling Craigslist. He's, he's man right to watch there. <laughs> <laughs> Our podcast. <laughs> anyway, so give me this historical okay. quiz.
1: So, you know the trans- transatlantic slave trade, right? Correct. The triangular- Under colonial times. Yes. Yes. So, in your conception, okay. the slaves that came from Africa to the so called New World, right? Okay. What percentage of those slaves do you think came to North America? Do you think relative to South America, we took a lot? We took about half? We didn't half. take many. They mostly okay, wound yeah. up in Brazil. Yeah, true. I was,
0: th- was like, what, 20%, 30% of them came less. to North America? Less. Like 10%. Really? No. So, I thought it was... Like, about, real low. Really? 5
1: to 10? Yeah. Huh. I always thought it was close to about 10 to 20, but... Um, well, maybe a, like... L- pretty low yeah it was it was low, I'm, just yeah. curi- I'm just curious as to people's perceptions about well that. i know uh, when i first like read about that i was pretty surprised well you know it's, being in america your conception of slavery in general right. is always american slavery it's hypersensitized, but, you but the to... whole you know the whole story is like oh, much yeah. much oh yeah much no, no
0: no it's crazy um but you also got to recognize, too, our population in America is very low as regards to how many African Americans we have in it. It's about, what, 10, 20% of our population, yeah, uh-huh. if that. Uh-huh. Um, and then the rest are. But we uh,
1: have a huge population in general, so.
0: Well, we do. But what I'm saying is that in, in correlation for the longest time, there wasn't a, there hasn't been a lot of African Americans uh-huh. in America. That's yeah. Why that's they're true. still considered a minority, uh-huh. right? Yeah. That does not. That word does not necessarily come due to the fact that they have less, um, have had history of less rights and are treated much differently even contemporarily. Uh-huh. But when you look at countries like Brazil, there is a majority of them having African American descent,
1: really majority, indige-
0: yeah, indigenous hmm. descent. I'm gonna
1: look at yeah. well, indigenous that's something totally uh, different. Non white descent, okay, is for okay. sure, okay. and
0: that's why there has been so much upheaval and criticism with the, the Brazilian government system. Oh, the, the,
1: the Brazilian government is ridiculous
0: because you had all these white politicians uh-huh. dictating policies against indigenous people and Af- and, yeah. and, and well, and, and South those America African is descans- racist as heck in general. Well, yeah, yeah, and 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 the point is though is like the reason why I know all this was because I almost had a Latin American. Minor
1: uh-huh. uh, in college. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: It was really strange. how You never it,
1: actually got it.
0: I think I needed like maybe three, three or more uh, courses. I could have had a, I could have had a, an additional degree in philosophy if I had <laughs> taken four more courses. Wow. And an additional minor in Latin American studies if I'd taken three more courses for that. But then I, know I already spent five years in You're university. Just get, that would I already had two yeah. degrees already. I already had a minor. I had three certs. You're I had getting a too pre- ridiculous I was at like, that point. I don't want to be a career college person. I want to go out in the world and do something. I'd rather be a career college person. I mean. Okay, let me put put this in perspective. I I don't want to be a poor career college student. I want to have money to be able to enjoy life a little bit in my Mm -hmm. 20s. And I did, and I I made my choice. But anyhow, I I, I had almost a Latin American um, um, minor, and one of the courses I took was the history of just Brazil. Uh Like, it was just the history of Brazil. So I learned all about the Brazilian history. Uh, it's interesting. The king of Portugal actually oh, yeah. uh-huh. stayed in Brazil. I think wasn't that when Napoleon invaded? Or I something? think it, it was during some sort of exile. Yeah, it all went to shoot though. Like <laughs> it was, it was not it a great a idea. There. Yeah, it was not a good one. It was not good at all. Yeah, that uh, was the capital of their whole empire for yeah, a while. It was. It's, it's. It's a very interesting history. There was. Um, I took Latin American cinema. I, mm. Um, I also took Mexican history, like a whole course of. Like the book was like I don't know four inches thick. Wow. Um read most of guns germs and steel although it has nothing to, has do, nothing with to do with latin America. America. well it does oh, have to deal bit. with does have to deal with yeah, the whole yeah, idea yeah. of western expansion uh-huh. etc to uh yeah okay yeah you're right you're so right. it's
1: it's but it wasn't it starts out with a pizarro
0: it. yeah it's so it's it's just it's interesting in general like I, how how all these things connect or cortez
1: who is it pizarro or cortez uh
0: cortez cortez I think you're one. right yeah, he cortez, invaded he, uh, a- aztec, aztec yeah empire uh-huh. Um, but anyhow, so Pizarro. Though, who was Pizarro? I don't know. Someone. I'm gonna look it up. It up. So anyhow, um, so that's how I got that piece of information because that was a big part of Brazilian history, and to this day, it still leaves a giant impact on the country because uh, it's just it's it's a very ethnically diverse country. Um, and they
1: conquered the Inca Empire, Pizarro.
0: Okay, that's must that must have been afterwards then, after uh, after
1: Cortez, around close to the same time. Okay. So I mean the the Spaniards got in there and they uh they messed it up real bad.
0: Yeah, real quick and real bad. Oh yeah. Um,
1: mostly because of the germs. I mean.
0: Oh yeah, but then, yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was like almost one of the um. I mean, yeah, there were documentations of purposefully getting people sick.
1: I mean, yeah, kind of, but it was no, no, not
0: kind. Of. There were there were yeah, definitely, but the, the,
1: it, definitely w- okay. But the story of that like extermination isn't that. It was like it, it was it was gonna happen just because well, yeah, for the sure. societies were different, it's just one crazy. had one it's just had crazy. a different tolerance to certain germs, the other didn't. It, it's, when they got in contact with each other, right. that was what's gonna happen. And that's what's crazy about that's it. That's my idea. If these so called UFO abductions are real, yeah. that's what I think they're for. Like these aliens. If we came in contact with an alien civilization from right. a different planet, right? One of the two is going to get wiped out by diseases that our bodies have never even considered before. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So my idea is if these UFO abductions, you know, are real, right. I mean, they're probably not. Right. But hypothetically, if they were, I would imagine it's because these more advanced beings are, like, trying to a- find a way to, like, create some sort of vaccine. You've before a they get a UFO
0: kick for a little bit.
1: I just... Brought it up now. For well, the you said you said it one, <laughs> you said you had one line last podcast.
0: Was a couple of ago about aliens exist or something. I don't remember. Well, I said maybe. So then I just dropped it because I do okay. not want. <laughs> I do not want this podcast to revolve around conspiracy just theories. Taxes like, and aliens. There's enough of that on the podcast wavelengths, and I am not going to be stepping into that to that realm. But no. So to answer your question, Tim, the majority of slaves that wound up in the Atlantic slave trade. Uh, came to uh, Brazil. Um, yeah. Well, and, and the Caribbean. And the in Caribbean general. for sugar. Sugar. Uh, yeah. And because uh, that was a hot commodity. Oh yeah. There was also rubber trees until we were able to synthesize rubber. Uh huh. In Brazil. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gum trees. Um. Just, just interesting. Yeah. the History. Of- guys, if you ever want to like learn something you haven't learned before, talk. Look, like look into Brazil. If you don't know anything about Brazil, definitely do it. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know all that much myself. Right. I can sketch an outline, but right. it's an interesting place. of the
0: country or the background
1: of the. Sort of of the background.
0: I took I took another really weird course. It was called um, Ecuador. Uh, the hist- I don't Ecuador? know. it was. Yeah, it was a, I don't know if it was a history or a sociology or huh. it was anthropological studies of Ecuador and Peru. Oh, that's like, cool. I actually, it actually was actually really interesting. My research uh-huh. was in uh, ec- uh, Ecuadorian Peruvian educational systems.
1: Yeah, there's a. Um, I think Peru is. Uh, Wasn't it Peru whose president was Alberto Fujimori, the Japanese Peruvian?
0: I I can't recall. I just know that they don't like each other. And Mm. also that the people who are Quechuan uh, speak Quechua. Uh uh, And um, that's like, uh, it's, it's, it's still like, it's not Spanish. It's not Indo-European, it's purely yeah, like an indigenous language. before the indigenous language. language. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, and it's, just, it's, it's crazy how that still exists. Like, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of racism. Yeah, still you know what's really interesting? Those you know
1: the Basque language? No, I not. It's spoken in like northeastern um Spain and on the cross border of France. That's a non-Indo-European language, yeah, you were t- which is really weird. How like it's really weird how that might have happened. It's it's just language in
0: general is just strange. How that all
1: happened. European languages are Indo-European.
0: Well, I was thinking about this too. So you know, the Native Americans that came to America came through the Bering Strait. Yeah, okay? so uh-huh. that, that was that little piece of land between Russia and Alaska mm-hmm. until I guess the ice age had had deterred, and then it yeah, that, that, and then it be- melted. It melted. Uh-huh. So, so all the Native Americans, at least, this is what most anthropologicals anthropo- anthropologists speculate, came from Asia, probably yeah, uh-huh. Mongolia, like the yeah. region of Mongolia, just the, the steppe in general. Right. Exactly. So you know, it just just fascinates me just the fact that you know the idea of how language had evolved from that area and then completely were different by the time by three thousand, four thousand, oh, yeah. five thousand, uh-huh. five thousand, or whatever years later, to. Um, to be what it is today when we see in, in the historical context of what mm-hmm. the languages are just language is interesting in that language way like, very i find interesting. that i find that fascinating there's a new movie coming out though about i think it's called um gosh what is it called it's it's um it's like i think it's like an imax movie uh-huh. it's like it's about the like indigenous, not indigenous. i wouldn't say caveman either like it's just like early human settlers early hmm. human like people
1: Ingen- like it, neanderthals
0: not neanderthals like i'd say cave people like uh-huh. um just people who are h- hunting macedons and like hunter-gatherer types ca- exactly yeah, yeah. Huh. so there's this new movie it's it's like based in like an imax setting uh-huh. and it's like the the premise is like you know uh, coming of age you know wilderness survival uh-huh. all this stuff but the trailer well, Mel
1: gibson made that apocalyptico movie about um the pre-columbian south american societies remember no it was just a movie about oh yeah and like oh. at the very Wait, end was of- mel gibson in that movie no mel gibson wasn't in it
0: i kind of vaguely remember what you're talking it was like it was like a survival movie like then yeah, all the pre-columbians yeah. all killed the the bad guys or whatever no not
1: really like oh so no they killed just-
0: they killed all the pre-columbians and no there's one kid so, left or so something. the whole
1: movie was just tribal warfare between these two pre-columbian tribes okay and just at the very end like you know the main characters running from these people who to chase him and he comes to this like overlook, looking over the ocean. Yeah. And then, like for the first time, you just see the three big ships. Oh wow, I didn't see um, that. And the Europeans like rowing yeah. to the shore. And I like, didn't. See, I don't where, watch a lot of Mel Gibson's work anymore. Is. Yeah, he's a he's a crazy guy for the <laughs> most part. <He's, laughs> I can't. say I'm really well
0: versed <laughs> into the contemporary film productions of Mel Gibson.
1: I know. Did you ever watch the? Uh, what, what was it? The Passion of the Christ? Did you ever watch that? I did.
0: And I did actually appreciate it on a cinematic and religious le- level mm-hmm. in the regarding of it was pretty impactful. Uh, ah. The fact that he, he he had the whole movie in Latin. Oh, really? Yeah,
1: the whole Whoa, movie spoken really in Latin.
0: I think, I think on that now sense... Now, that's really cool. Um, let, let, I mean, let's put this on face value. I mean, like he said some real – he's been – he always
1: – he has had a history of saying some really <laughs> yeah. racist stuff, uh-huh. especially
0: towards um, uh, individuals uh, who
1: who are who are Jewish. You mean Jewish people? Yeah. yeah he yeah. said some stuff about Jewish yeah. people for and, sure.
0: Um, and I, 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 I can just say I like the movie. I like the movie. Uh-huh. I didn't interpret the movie as one that had bashing against a certain –
1: people yeah the um the commentariat was all was like the whole spin was oh this is like a modern day passion play where in like in the middle east like around easter time right like christian communities would stage passion plays where like it was all about how jesus was killed and like the jewish role in it was heavily like yeah, yeah. overdone and yeah like made ridiculous caricatures right and like everyone says after that like there would be lots of jewish pogroms against the jewish people and that was like the spin on the um oh the movie itself. The Passion yeah, well, he of the didn't Christ. get any friends in hollywood for it that's for sure no uh,
0: i really liked the, the scenes between um the the character that played jesus and the devil i oh, think there was that some, was in there really yeah it was huh. actually really it was good i'm sorry I, <laughs> put me on a stake and you know whatever yeah. i liked it it was a good movie um. Actually, matter of fact, I think my grandmother took me to see that hmm. a long time ago. She Very also... wholesome family. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a lot of movies like that, the religious movies with my grandma. It was good movies. Uh-huh. Anyhow, but anyhow, anyway, back to movies though. Um, the movie's called Alpha. Okay. But I really like this phrase. It says leaders are born hmm. from survival. Okay, we're doing some really good quoting today. We like, are. The first one was mine, by it the was way. Was about the cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh. A cool doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> Maybe unless that'll you're be. Me.
1: <laughs> what if someone
0: yeah. actually said that? That's like, in the
1: next Mel Gibson movie. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> what if someone seriously said that to like a person, like in genuine, like genuine belief, like cool doesn't pay the bills, unless you're me.
1: Probably become famous. Okay,
0: okay. I, that, that's my line. It's quoted by David. Okay, but I, I like that line though. Leaders are born from survival. Okay. So. It's just, so the premise is like it's like you know hunter gatherer people whatever mm-hmm. are hunting in the wilderness, a kid gets lost from his tribe, is about to die, whatever, uh-huh, but then he befriends a wolf, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so it's like the whole idea of of just you know I guess the the, the cultivation of the love between animal and man <laughs> <laughs> okay, not like that Tim i don't not I don't like know, that Tim, I don't know about this movie. <laughs> But uh, it looks cool. It looks super cool. Okay. I I I, <laughs> I I hate you. <laughs> Cultivation of love and animal between a human and old an animal. <laughs> <laughs> It looks cool. I'm not okay. fond of animals. I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> okay. i am going to Yes, you're not fond of animals. I, I don't say that because I hate animals. I say that because... They're annoying. And I don't you want, grew up around... Yeah, family. I don't want to take care of animals. I don't want to take care of anybody but me. Yeah. You know, other than... In a familiar standpoint, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like, I don't mind helping people and helping society. That's different. Uh-huh. I think that's just yeah. a, a duty we all have to do. But as far as, do I want to incur another economic strain into my, into my you know, household? No, I don't. I yeah. do not wish hey, yeah. to take care of it. They... they Smell bad. Uh, I like
1: dogs, though. Uh, I mean, I'm allergic, so I wouldn't have one. But if right. I wasn't, maybe I would. I like dogs. You'd get a freaking dog. What's yeah, a, I'd get a what dog. What dog would you get, Tim? Like a, a good kind of dog. A good kind I don't of know dog. what... Th- I really don't really know what the breeds are called. They're called like, breeds. You know what I mean. Like, I don't know what the heck a German Shepherd is. Maybe a German Shepherd. I
0: don't not- know what a German <laughs> Shepherd is,
1: but I'll get a German Shepherd. Okay, like not, not, a, not a small dog. Not a small It'd dog? It have to be a good, good-sized dog. A good dog. Good- <laughs> cultivation between human <laughs> and animal. It'd have to be a good-sized dog.
0: I don't know. I never... To me, it's like... I don't know. Like I feel like a person needs an animal because there's something missing in their life. Hmm. And I just don't want... I don't feel like I have something missing in my life. I don't need... A cre- a creature to validate existence with me that okay. will only has a finite time on this world. Yeah, and for, it's going to die before for, you. Yeah, for ten to twelve years tops. Mm-hmm. And in the last four or five, they're in suffering pain. You're giving them freaking medicine, and you're you're incurring medical costs. Uh, like I don't know. Like I, I pr- why don't you invest your time and money on helping people? Like here's another thing yeah. too. Like now here's another thing. Okay, now you're gonna get me on a freaking. Uh, go you're gonna ahead. Get me on go a ahead. Go ahead. On this. All right, so here's what I don't understand about some individuals. Okay? What's that? Just just the idea of this. Like I get that 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 uh, adopting an animal is probably way better than buying an animal from a from a pet store. Yeah, okay? Like uh-huh. that I understand. Uh-huh. Here's my question. Why buy an animal at all? Okay? Why? Like why well, like you, why David. do you there's so much money. There's so much there's so much infrastructure. There's so much there's so much going involved with these freaking animals, right? Why can't we freaking focus that that energy on something that has to deal with people alive around Dude. Why, why? Why invest all this time, money, and energy, and all these things? You can say that about anything. I know. I'm why on a high. I know, I know. I know. Let me just finish. Music, TV is
1: art. Anything you can say the I same. I get thing.
0: it. I am putting it in the standpoint of a me because this is how these are the values I have. Okay. Who am I to judge another person's values? I totally uh-huh. understand that, and I know that there are people out there who are really involved in the animals' rights movements and things like that. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying. Is it the best investment of time, money and energy in the world when other, when there are living human beings out there suffering and needing of help and starving and dying like I get it it's one social justice movement or it does not outweigh another social justice movement mm-hmm. you know what I, mean? I, I get it we all have our own thing to support and help, but me personally I just I just feel like it's such a waste I feel like that's just to me I don't know like, well
1: like as you've said, David, man has loved animals. Since time immemorial. Since the movie Alpha. Exactly. (laughs) That's the whole founding story of Rome, the boys and the wolf. Yeah. yeah. Jungle Book,
0: even though that has nothing to do with uh, – It has a lot more to do with racism. Maybe that is what it has to do with it. You you, you take pride in animals before you take pride in others, and you get get the freaking Jungle Book. It's an interesting lesson to draw. I had had one dog that I really loved when I was a kid. Her Uh name was
1: Nacho. That was a great dog. I'd, I'd like if I had to get a dog, like a a dog like that would be high on the list. I'd prefer a male dog though.
0: Um so Nacho, <laughs> go ahead. Nacho was a black lab, loved her to pieces. Mm-hmm. Um dumbest dumbest animal in the world, but god, yeah. you, you had to love her. Um Obviously, she died when I was a uh-huh. kid, but and I just said to myself, "Why?" Did, I even said it when I was eighteen. I was like, "Why would I let myself be put through so much stress over one creature that won't live forever?" Uh-huh. And I just, you know, forget that. And then I had a bird once, and
1: Bobo, I remember that bird. Oh yeah,
0: Bobo. I actually, so I was riding my bike uh, with an old friend uh, back in grade school, and we found, we saw this bright yellow object in the middle of the sidewalk, and we're like, "What the heck is this?" So we slowed down, and we find that it's a bird. So, we bring it back home. It's a yellow parakeet in the middle of the suburbia. Uh And we had no idea where it came from. And, um, excuse me. So, then we saw it. We took it home. Made some ads. No one found it. And I took it on as my bird. Mm -hmm. Uh, The bird lived for about three years and then suddenly just croaked and died. And I was upset. Yada, yada, yada. Uh But, you know, even though I knew the circumstances behind getting it was me just, you know, finding it and like taking care of it and like it probably would have died if it wasn't for the fact that i found the bird and i uh-huh. took good care of it whatever i took good care of him i still always felt guilty about keeping him in a cage but there mm. was no other option like yeah. there, you know we had cats at the house too or whatever and like it just that i think that poignantly made like an impacting mark in my life just to think to myself that you know i don't feel it's right to keep animals in such a Com, you know in such a captivity like maybe uh-huh. if you own an acreage at a farm or, yeah. or 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 something like that i don't know like i just feel like especially with the birds case like why own a bird when you're just going to keep it in its cage his entire life i just feel like that's so it, yeah I see it, what it's, you it's mean. just terrible again i didn't buy the bird serve, i serve i i i took care of the bird uh-huh. etc but i think that was the last pet i ever owned and i said that's the. I i don't want another one because I just feel like it's so cruel. I feel like it's very cruel. Yeah. And here's another thing about pets. All right. I mean, Tim, keep going. Let me let me put this on you. Okay. So put it on me, big boy. I live in a house in 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 Westchester, yeah. where our recording studio is, and I live with a group of guys, mm-hmm. and uh, it's 2017, yolo, um, and <laughs> <laughs> so I I I have a roommate who has a dog, and that's fine, whatever, you know, he takes care of it, so to speak, and um. We throw house parties. where guys in our twenties. We're enjoying life. We're doing our thing. We live. We live a good lifestyle, and we invite people over. And I just I don't know if this was always a thing with people inviting
1: people over for parties and stuff like that. But when did
0: it become a pattern? When you invite a person over, they bring their freaking animals with them.
1: I mean, I I just. It doesn't seem natural to me. Like,
0: oh, I'm invited to an adult party. I'm bringing my smelly, hairy object with me that Mm. will be walking around the whole house, possibly pissing on furniture and, um, you know, causing more stress than there needs to be. And then I can't go out with my friends later because I have to drop the dog back off to my apartment, then meet them at. Like, bring don't bring your dog like like, like and this isn't directed towards any one person because honestly i've been to many house parties and i've seen the same pattern through different other people in social circles who brings their dog to a party like leave it at home i don't i didn't invite your freaking dog i invited you and your and your significant other and the fact that you'll probably bring some alcohol to contribute to the alcohol not the dog not the dog i don't bring (sighs) i'm just saying tim i just I just don't get it, and I don't want to get it, and I never will get it. Uh-huh. And, and, this is, and anybody who owns a dog, whatever, I just I just feel like it's a waste of time and it's terrible. Okay, that's where I stand. The movie go. Alpha. That's where well, back yeah. to the movie Alpha. Everybody who knows me knows this standpoint about me and animals. Uh-huh. But the fact that this movie is specifically about the cultivation of love and and partnership between uh-huh. animal and man, and that I feel akin to to liking this this sort of thing. Maybe, everyone's it, maybe like, you're
1: gonna turn around No, on this. I'm not.
0: But everyone's like, dude, you hate you hate animals. You hate being around animals. And it's like, yeah, I know, but there's something about I never said I hated animals. I just I don't want to love something that will go away. huh. This is a whole story, this is a love story, as 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 PG the, you can make it. Yeah. So, <laughs>
1: so
0: So and the wolf just
1: doesn't go away. I watched the Marsha Penguins. You I can saw, get a turtle. Those guys live like... Oh, my God. Like, I
0: cannot believe you just said that. Why? Oh, my God. Get a tortoise. Those things live to be like five. years old. My girlfriend said old. that to me, and it's actually on one of my hot topic lists that uh-huh. I have, like all these lists of things. He's like, if you don't like animals, get a freaking turtle. Uh-huh. They'll live forever. Yeah. Now,
1: I don't know if that's true, though. They live a long, like, good, long time. The
0: Galapagos turtles live forever. Got a
1: Galapagos turtle.
0: It seems really just unnecessary. Imagine, it imagine seems really unnecessary.
1: And there's just a Galapagos turtle chilling. I'd <laughs> cr- be pretty sweet, but I,
0: I don't. But it wouldn't be fun. It's not cuddly. Uh, it probably would smell bad after
1: a while. Yeah, I don't know. But then it
0: will lose me. Then it, somebody hit loved. It wouldn't. It's too dumb
1: to care. It, it doesn't I don't know. know if it's
0: dumb. It doesn't know. How do you not know it doesn't know? Okay, maybe you're right. Okay. It knows. I like sloths, though. Uh-huh. Sloth. Here's why a sloth is cool. Why? They stay up there. Uh-huh. They do their thing. Uh-huh. They come down once a week from their tree uh-huh. to go to the bathroom and then go back up.
1: I like, Literally, I like that.
0: Literally, that's all they do. That's, that's all the kind they do. of life I aspire to. <laughs> Coming down from a tree to go to the bathroom <laughs> and then being able to come back up.
1: Oh, man. That's the life right there.
0: Yes. That's my story about animals. Um... Yeah, I just just don't feel like taking care of anything.
1: Did we... So, somehow, along this chain of conversation... Right. You brought up the New Jersey cigarette thing, and I don't think we ever actually explained why that was brought up.
0: I never brought it up at all.
1: No, you did. I remember now. You said, speaking of companies... The tobacco oh, industry has another hit, and then oh, I interrupted you about the plantation God, thing. And then we went all I the way. I hope our listeners
0: are keeping track of this stuff because God knows I'm not. Okay,
1: so what, how did the ta- the tobacco industry take that hit? <laughs> all
0: right, so everybody knows that big time uh, vaping companies are, are the hugest hit. Oh and yeah. Honestly, in the pa- next you five vape. to ten years, I used to vape. I, I used. You vape. stopped vaping. I used vaping as a source to quit smoking. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. I still have the vaporizer. I just don't. I don't. I haven't used it since probably after a month or two after quitting interesting and the, and, I, and honestly like when i used the vape i didn't have any nicotine in the, in the juice uh-huh. it was just for the sensory you know yeah, just, aspect of it you uh-huh. know what i mean because there is there is something habitual and um it and i spent a hundred dollars on it with all the with all the garbage that came with it oh, and wow. um that was my nicotine patch i guess huh. i don't know so i quit smoking and uh it is it's just part of my life and i stopped and i whatever so anyway, anyhow there is um more and more vaping tools, e-cigarettes, whatever in existence right now. And I feel like in the next five to 10 years, Traditional smoking, you know, paper, tobacco, cigarettes probably are going to be a luxury item used only for status pieces, if that, or for special occasions. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't think smoking will last in, 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 in modern era. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's like anything else. Like we, Well, you, the you, big hit you, that we were talking about was
1: that New Jersey passed a law. Well,
0: there's a chain of events here. Like, okay. so the vaping aspect of it, and the vaping in these cigarettes have only been around for maybe about five years now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there, there have. I mean, there's been vaporizers for other sorts of practices, but hmm. as far as tobacco use and like all this other flavored stuff, no, no, not the way it used to be. Like, to, like when have you seen like a va- like there are vape shops, tobacco shops yeah, all over new. the place? It's, it's and here's new. here's my conspiracy on this, by the way. These are going. The reason why. Mm. that these are in existence, like the vaping shops and all that stuff and why they're becoming more prevalent and why people are trying to buy like store space Mm -hmm. and like having a name brand out there is because once marijuana becomes legalized, Uh these storefronts are going to quickly switch to, bless you, Quickly switch to uh, selling uh, THC related yeah. or marijuana related products. Like mm-hmm. that's that's my assumption. Like that's why you're seeing all these like vape shops and all these head shops be popping up everywhere. Uh-huh. You know, advertising the latest craze with vaping because we we know this is not a sustainable thing. It's just a fad, or it's just going to be whatever it is. Yeah, smoking in general is, is going to be it's going to run its course. But I think that. Because they have their storefront already established in certain areas, they're going to have a shoe-in already in the market to be able to sell marijuana products. So that's my conspiracy. Anyhow. Uh, So there was a law that was uh, just – is being passed or or, or regulation that's being thought over by the federal government in the United States to start mandating limited nicotine dosages in in actual tobacco cigarettes. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. And my question is this. Why the hell wasn't this all – well, never mind. I was going to ask what the question is. Why haven't they done this beforehand? But Big Tobacco was actually – Prevalent 50 years ago yeah, in yeah, lobbyist uh-huh. groups. I mean, like the, the Surgeon General said it was healthy to smoke cigarettes. That's uh-huh. how pervasive the tobacco lobbyists were within
1: the federal government. Yeah. And obviously
0: we know it's, it's not healthy for you. Again, it's not a bandwagon against cigarettes or whatever. It's I'm just, very
1: pro-smoking. Why is that? I don't know. I just am. Good discourse, Tim. Yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh.
0: I don't know why I like it, but <laughs> I do. mar <Mar-ba-lar.
1: laughs> That's the new... Too bad they can't have cigarette commercials anymore.
0: I, I, uh, cigarette commercials, I think, are what you call... It's called anime. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: it's called anime. <laughs> that is the truth.
0: Um, anyhow, so they're actually uh, mandating regulation to to have limited tobacco nicotine in, in tobacco products. So that's interesting. I saw that. But then also, hmm. you were telling me this, that uh, New Jersey now has upped the age for yeah, smoking. Yeah, you have to be 21 to now. 21. That I, don't, I don't approve of that at all. I mean, I think... Was, it was already 19.
1: I don't approve of that. I think if you're 18, you're an adult, you should buy whatever the heck you want to buy. Well,
0: I do I find mean, it kind of strange. I do you disagree with that? Uh, well, oh, here's, the, here's the reason why I disagree with it to some extent. If you're if you're able to hold a gun and shoot someone uh-huh. to defend our country, yeah. you should be able to get a drink and uh-huh. you should be able to smoke a cigarette. Exactly. That's what I feel. And you're supposed to be able to rent a
1: car uh-huh. and vote.
0: Oh, they yeah, can vote. You can vote. Uh... Rent a car. Well,
1: renting a car, that's not like a law. And get I a hotel. I don't think renting a car is a law. I just think that's um, a policy that almost everyone uses just because of insurance risk. Well, I don't think it's a law.
0: I still think if, you should get a free pass if you're in the military. Okay. That's my assumption of it. It's no, not...
1: you should just, if you're a, especially the drinking age. I mean, that's really ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, no country. I think Japan has a different one, or like 20, 20 or something. Yeah, it's 20. But, but otherwise, you can drink when you're 18 almost anywhere else in the world oh yeah it's really it's really ridiculous
0: um what's interesting too is that uh the United States Army does not allow uh alcohol on uh, military bases whatsoever or during deployments that's that's probably a good idea <laughs> here's the weird thing though most uh-huh. every other country is perfectly okay with having alcohol and um and, 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 and you know liquor substances etc on military bases or during deployment
1: yeah the thing is we have a military like that what well, we shouldn't but we use it so like, <laughs> <laughs> like you, you see what I mean? Like, who cares if if the Spanish military is drunk off their off, out of their minds? What does it matter?
0: Their berets won't be straight. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> oh God! Like the the Swedish military, <laughs> they're drunk, so maybe you know, oh my a, God, a, they don't make a border check right or something. <laughs> who cares?
0: uh uh oh, Sir Sir, Sir, Sir Polioff. Um, uh, it seems here that you did not properly check off the passport, uh, sir. Uh, and, and this is your military responsibility. We're taking away your six bottles of liquor ration to you to to five. I hope you. <laughs> I hope you've learned your lesson. This is the Swiss. This is how the Swiss freaking you know. Yeah. You know, punish their their military. Actually, the
1: Swiss? Special forces is, I mean, the Swedish special forces are going to be all over us now. Like, <laughs> Dear Tim and Dave show, how dare you insult our military? They're going to, like, kick down the door and we're going to be scared, but then we'll notice they just have water guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a good bird. Sven told us these would work. Sven- <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I think, was it, is it the Swiss National Guard that protects the Pope?
1: I think so, yeah, yeah, okay, uh-huh. <laughs> go figure, the Swiss guard, uh-huh. The Swiss
0: guard, go figure, man, they, yeah, but yeah, that's what so we I guess that makes sense, so we actually use our military, and the other people are just there for show, yeah, it's like yeah we, we're doing, we're doing stuff,, uh-huh. I shouldn't say that though, in like all honesty, I know that there are men and women who serve in other countries that do fight for real, and I yes, just, I know, we're just being jokes, uh-huh. but uh. You got it we're we're, we're, we're we're Americans and we like to jibe right. others and that's mm-hmm. just the way it is um, but yeah. by no means am I ever gonna snub my nose at a person for choosing to uh, to make a good sa- a great sacrifice for their country and for the for, for the world so mm. uh, with that solemnness yeah uh, this is gonna be the end of this podcast for the day uh-huh uh, Tim, I appreciate you coming over and being able to discuss some of the finer facts of our of our country and
1: cigarettes and learning about animal love. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I could learn about. Well, <laughs> I learned from the master. So, talking about you.
0: Well, without great, what was the, What was the line from the movie? I have no idea. Alpha <laughs> Roadhouse. <laughs> Anyways, Tim, thank you so much for that awkward moment, and uh, of course. appreciate you coming over. This is Tim, and this is Dave, and this is Tim and Dave. Take care, everyone, and have a great rest of your week. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm probably gonna watch the movie, and yeah. it's just one of those things. I'm just watching it for the animal scene. No, I just, I just, I like that prehistoric feel.